0: And then watching this movie with Mister Rogers, it's like uh, there's this whole moment where they're like, he was a lifelong Republican, and you're like, uh. But and then they were like, this is why he said things, and then they like immediately go off with his problems with Nixon, and you're just like, uh, you know what? Again, it's like, uh, I think right now, especially in this political cold climate, someone's like, they were Republican, and you're like, oh, uh, well. <laughs> well, I now got- it's like <laughs> yeah. it's like
1: it's like, hey man, you a blood or you a crip? Exactly. Like it's so <laughs> hardcore now. Like Jesus, guys. It's- <laughs> i just want to like i have different thoughts about how taxes should be used that's it exactly <laughs> exactly when the spawn meets
0: what up bro what And welcome to Bra meets World. Well, that's Bra meets World. Your boy meets world fan cast. Welcome to episode 28. I'm Siege. And I'm your boy,
1: Tony Curtis. All right. And how you been? Yo. We're together right now. We're, we're together. Guys, again. if you're listening to this episode and you're <laughs> like, hey, this doesn't sound shitty, we are in the same room right now. <laughs> Which usually helps. Yeah. Not always. We'll find out. <laughs> uh, yeah, living on opposite sides of the country does uh, make our podcast sometimes challenging. So it's always nice when we get to do it live. Yep. Do it
0: live. Yeah, do it live. We'll do it live. All right. So uh, this episode, uh, again. This episode, bruh, it was so good. Love yes, you know what, I have, I this is one of those episodes that I think is ingrained in my memory because of the subject matter it covers, how it covers it, um, and then the overall takeaway. I, like, not only does the show come back to this moment, but this is a very, very, like, big moment in my boy meets world memory. Sure, sure. Um, so, and uh, we are talking about
1: season two, episode five, uh, titled The Uninvited. Yeah, and like you said, this was an episode that I remembered, and to me, this is like one of those pivotal Corey and Sean episodes. Yes. Very much like, in the same way, the Cherry Bomb episode really defined their friendship. I thought that this was an episode that really defined them as a duo. Um, exactly. And I, I, I so much to discuss. Let's exactly. Discuss, yeah. Yeah,
0: all right, all right. So um, let's start with our. Tell me about it.
1: Tell me about it.
0: <laughs> all right. So popular girl Melissa is hosting the first party of the school year, and Corey stresses over whether or not he'll be invited. Corey is relieved when he finally does score an invite, but is shocked when Sean does not. He debates the invitation and ultimately decides to attend, even if it means leaving Sean behind. However, once he arrives at the party, he learns that the invites were altered for a more parent-approved guest list, aka a geek party, and Sean is still the seventh grade king of cool.
1: First thoughts, um, I loved it. I thought it was such an interesting, uh, like, Dissection of what it means to be cool. Like the whole episode is like, I want to be cool. This is what's cool. Am I cool or aren't you cool? Yeah. Um, and, and just what it means. And I feel that every, like it was so well written. Yeah. So that everything that's happening throughout the episode really helps Corey get to where he needs to be. And I felt it was one of those more believable Boy Meets World episodes. Yes. Where I'm not just like, Corey, are you serious, bruh? Like, yeah. like, this just was like, oh, yeah. And then also I was like, I took a lot away from this from a 2018 perspective as well um, of just uh, like I don't want to get too, too into it but just Corey is getting notoriety he's getting popular what he feels like is oh people think I'm cool and how does that change his behavior towards his friends and in the age of social media social media I just thought that was such an interesting like concept of like you know, getting validation from people that you don't even know to try to be what you think is cool, and then away alienating yourself from people who know who you genuinely are. Exactly. I no, but- no. I think
0: I think you're right. I really like that you brought that parallel in already, like the social media part of it. But then uh, for me, it also helps just as an adult because um, I just remember again when you're moving out and you're in a new city and you're trying to like find people or like. Um, I don't know It's just like You're single And you're young And you're like Trying to do things There is like this Feeling of like Am I missing out on stuff Or should I be here Or should I be there yeah, FOMO And I had Yeah And I had a friend Who was like Dude It's like a, I'm never trying to be anywhere Because yeah. for When when you matter Then wherever you are Is the place to be You know what I mean And, and I think that that was what I saw in this episode Totally I was like oh my god So let's, uh, let's, let's just
1: uh, go in for a little bit um, So on this episode Oh wait okay So yeah. I have to talk about this um, Right off the bat Alan bought dick pills. <laughs> oh, wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. So
1: you will wait. You will wait until
0: we get because what we have to do first of all is a roll call. Oh, roll call. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we get two new classmates on uh, this episode. Okay. Um, we didn't get the first name of one of them. I just have Miss no. Wilder. Uh, Feeny calls her Miss Wilder, and then we get Melissa Harrington,
1: who is a world class bitch. Yes, she did not is. like her at I mean, all. I was like yeah, like when she's walking through the hallway, it's just like it's the entire like a, time I was like, "There's nothing." redeemable about her. This is just it reminded me of the girls from the first season that yeah. like strong Eric come on. That was just one. like, wow, Boy Meets World knows how to write a bitchy teenage girl.
0: <laughs> they do it so well. I Boy, wonder what that's about. And but you know what? It's not just Boy Meets World. Bitchy teenage girls were like a thing I think since Heather's it was like yeah like Heather's yeah but like if you watch remember Full House there was uh, the one girl who I can't
1: think of no right now. when DJ started to go into high school yeah that exactly, would throw exactly. Her all that shade. Yeah, yeah 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 and
0: then Sabrina the Teenage Witch you had the uh, bully at her high school well no
1: I mean like, even if you go back to like uh, Teen Witch in the eighties or like some yeah. of these other things there's always like that popular girl who's, who's me yeah a bitch and, and it seems like too it's like the more popular you get the more bitchy you're allowed to be and just like uh, ain't that the damn truth
0: (laughs) (laughs) well I don't know I mean I feel like I'm trying to think now if we do it a little bit differently because I do feel that I'm trying to think of just some movies where it's like a the person's popular, but that's not necessarily. I mean, they
1: they're, they're not inherently a bitch. You know, sometimes it's like, oh, I'm
0: misunderstood, or like.
1: I, don't I, I guess I think about like like divas, like musicians divas, oh, yeah, like yeah, and yeah, like yeah. uh again, you're going back to like media. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and just like real life people, like uh, the, the Real Housewives. If you told me so and so was a bitch, I'd be like. Yeah. Yeah,
0: But I feel like, I feel that what we're talking about are two, not two different things, but it's like, uh, that's two different levels of popularity. There's people who are popular, and they're popular because they start drama. Just like there's that couple in high school where it's like everyone knows what's going on, that's because they're always, you know, doing something. And then there are the people who are cool where it's like you know nothing about them. Sure. And they're nice
1: but you just don't have access to their circle. So Melissa, (laughs) why is she so popular? Because to me it seems like it's only because she's pretty. She's pretty and she's developing. This is high school. What more do you want? Like right? I have to say it's really funny because they
0: even kind of talk about that which I want to get into it. There's a a point where she goes
1: Once mom and dad nix all the guys like Sean then none of the girls are going to show up. Since none of the girls show up, none of the regular guys come I can't believe my parents did this to me. Um, By the way, and you're like a- she's saying this to Corey. She insults Corey to his face continuously throughout that entire part. That's
0: what got me. I was like, dude, you're like saying that he's below the regular guys to his face. He's right there. And that's
1: why she's a bitch. It's not because she's mean, she's mean to people's faces. Like, at least have the courtesy to be mean behind her. Do their it behind
0: backs. my back like Jeez. I'm a person. All right, But yeah, so that's Melissa. And now let's get into the episode. So you're right. I, the first note I have is Alan buys dick pills. By Alan <laughs> buys
1: dick pills. And it's so funny because I know this from this episode and really the next episode, too. Um, that the content of the jokes is getting much more mature there's so much sex and these yeah. jokes yeah and i was like wow we're we're second season seventh grade and we're getting these <laughs> sex jokes Seventh
0: grade, and we are like there because again alan is just like oh they help me last longer Are right you're like our endurance pills and you're just like a what? Because he's like, I got them for you. And you're like, oh, my God, this is Viagra. Yeah. Like, it's like a
1: <laughs> and I, I don't know that it was Viagra. I think it would be similar to, like, those little pills you see at the gas station. Yeah, exactly. Those male enhancement pills. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> so I just thought it was really funny how he it seems to be going through this middle-life crisis. <sighs> You know how I feel about Alan. And uh, man, he and is just the worst with it. He is, well, like the
0: he has so much insecurity. And I wanna I wanna start watching other 90s shows and seeing if this is how Alan is written or if this like is a cultural thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like just like they just do it so much with Alan. Every scene with Alan is him being insecure in some way, shape, or form. And you're like, dude, just calm down. Like, the whole point that he needs to, he's like, I'm getting old. I just turned 40. Yeah. 40 is nothing, by the way. Sure. Um, and then he's like, I just turned 40. I need to go prove myself by playing basketball with my homies, which you know God, the do. appropriation <laughs> there.
1: Gonna go play b ball with my homies? And no, I like, Alan, you know you're not. You're back to. It was like the universe is like,
0: nah, son. Nah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> because Sit down. you
0: said that, Take all that of hell. blackness yeah. took over. <laughs> the powers that be felt it, but like seriously, it was a moment where I was like, okay, first of all,
1: b-ball with my homies is—we're just gonna. I, I'm so glad you said that because I I did that and then I put <laughs> ro- eye-rolling emojis in my notes. That's not something I could communicate <laughs> to you. That was just for me.
0: <laughs> and then, um, like this whole needing to prove yourself and then having your back out, but then like
1: too prideful to say you're, you're Well, one, one thing I will say in regards to like watching other 90s shows I, I haven't gone back to specifically look for it but I remember the men being very insecure I remember like think about how often like Tim Allen on the home improvement would just like needed to fix something and be the one who fixed something Uncle Jesse and his hair and how important his hair was to That's him That's actually really true it's, it's something that they just it was a, a, a way to make men vulnerable to an audience I think is to ha- present them with the insecurity versus being like this macho man who fixes everything i think for a family show it was important to show softer sides of men and that's how they did it
0: okay you know honestly it's funny that you say that because i remember seeing something that was talking about um maybe it was you i don't remember but someone was talking about home improvement and how it's actually just a show about his insecurities and about him learning to be uh, a different kind of man. Yeah. Uh, and not, you know, like, he's very mo, ho yeah. and macho, but, like, you have Al, you have Wilson, you have, like, him raising these boys sure. who aren't all, like, this picture-perfect uh, well, yeah. ideal of masculinity. So I think that... I can't remember what it was, but someone was talking about that it's actually uh, as... Much as it has machismo on the front, it's actually really about the different ways of being a man.
1: Yeah, and now that—I mean, I didn't say that to you, but I really like that idea because— Everything and uh, just a sidetrack on home improvement for a second. Everything that uh, he encounters on the show are the f- people saying, "This is why you shouldn't be what you you are." Mm-hmm. Like with his with his wife, with his kids, with his friends, everything is just like, "No, you're you're being ridiculous." Like, yeah. just be a person. And at the end of every episode, he's like, "Yeah, you're right. I should you know." And so it, it becomes a trope that I think is evident on a lot of nineties. White male based sitcoms.
0: I mean, all right, so we'll give it to you. All right, Alan, you are allowed to yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to complain about your back if that's the way that we get a more he, sensitive. T- no,
1: no, no. Let's one real fast. <laughs> the reason he throws his back out is because he was lightly tossing <laughs> magazines and he threw his back out. Are you kidding me, boy? Well, so he here's the
0: thing. I mean, I'm not saying that that's outrageous, but I immediately was like, "Oh, dude works in a grocery store. The wow. idea that." Alan is not properly lifting with his knees. is completely realistic. Yeah, I guess. And you're right. <laughs> I feel like it was just like he did something, and his back was like, "That was it. We're done." You know. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. That yeah. was just that was just my thought. Yeah. Uh, but uh, at the same time, yeah, it's just like. A, but I have to admit. I'm kind of scared of that moment. I'm scared because you see it all the time in TV, and I'm kind of hoping it's like quicksand. The, what, what the moment? The moment where it's like you get to an age where you, you did nothing. You did absolutely nothing. You toss the paper, or you, oh, like, and then you just, put it on your hat, yeah. and like your back is just like done. Hey,
1: bro, I'm out. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, there are just those moments where someone's like, "No, I'm cool," and then they do this, and they're like, "Oh my god, I can't move." And again, it's a very big on TV. I've seen it a lot. Yeah, but. I'm like hoping it's like quicksand Or it's like it's something that TV hyped up. Yes. <laughs> Quicksand,
1: I've never seen it in real life <laughs> Exactly, so that's what I'm hoping for Yeah, wow That's quicksand okay. What was that John Mulaney who was like I thought quicksand was going to be a way bigger deal Than what it was
0: <laughs> uh, Okay, so um, Then from there We go to school where the boys are like well passing Feen, notes yeah like Feeney is the-
1: discussing the invention of the postal service as I didn't even I literally didn't even pay attention to that as <laughs> literally every person in this class is exchanging notes and as he's walking through the aisles he picks up notes picks up notes and he starts reading them out loud a lot of the things about this one has this ever happened to you yes
0: Um, not, not to me personally, but I have had, oh, dude, I have a great story for that. Uh, I have had teachers who would like confiscate notes and then read them aloud. Uh, again, I don't think any of them were ever my notes. I actually have a box of notes from high school that kept them for some reason and I still have them. But, uh, that... I will say, once in college, in college, I had a notebook where me and this other classmate was shit-talking the professor. Like, just like, blah, 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 blah. I left the notebook (gasps) in the classroom. The next class, he read aloud. I mean, he didn't say whose it was, but since you know I owned it, he read it aloud the entire conversation back and like and the back and forth. And see, that was a very sage. humbling
1: moment. <laughs> How did that make you
0: feel? <laughs> it was a very humbling moment. You are like, oh shit, this is what they mean by paper trail. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, very much like you, I had a notebook. I didn't actually pass notes because to me that seemed overtly obvious, as it should be to every person in this class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I've had notes read. I can't remember a specific moment, but I for sure have had notes read. And I always thought I was like, I don't really think this is a cool thing for a teacher to do, because uh- I just feel like that kids are just in such a vulnerable place in this age that like, if someone felt the need to pass a note, I'm going to assume it was a private I know, and I understand you want to teach a lesson. I don't know that this is the best way to do that. Do you think they still pass notes? Like do do no? I was saying like, we have, have phones. Yeah, yeah exactly.
0: No. Like I don't understand why you would, but I was just like, I don't like know I saying. look down
1: at my watch and I have a message That's there. That's a very good point.
0: I don't, I don't, I don't know. I didn't think anyone still wrote notes, but like that kind of makes
1: me sad. I like know, yeah, right? Yeah, and it was just kind of. Cool. Again, I have a box full of notes. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things you can keep and like you have little doodles and <laughs> exactly. like. Oh man. So anyway, all that happens,
0: but like the the main point of this whole scene is that. um Feeney reads out loud that Corey wants to know if the party that Melissa's throwing will be a make-up party, is what Feeney says, but of course we know that he means make-out party, and he, Corey gets teased, and there's like yeah. this whole moment of Melissa being a bitch, oh, and <laughs> <laughs>
1: and uh, yeah, so you, you Well, yeah, I was just gonna say that Corey asking if it was a make-out party, to me, seemed like Corey, little Corey Matthews, asking <laughs> if this is a makeout party. I just thought that was a huge jump for his character to even like assume or like think about that, and like, and now I'm like, of course, like this is the age. It just makes sense. But this is one of those things that I remember Corey from first season, yeah, who got kissed by Topanga yeah. and was just like frozen. Well, see,
0: I feel like it's kind of a balance of things. I feel that it's. A, Corey getting older and, of course, wanting to, you know, participate. But also, Corey's filled with anxiety. Yeah. And I feel that, like, Corey wanting to know if it was a makeout party mm-hmm. quite possibly could have been him being like a, uh, should I be worried about this? You know? Yeah. <laughs> like a, is this something that I need to prepare for? Should I go practice on my pillow? Yeah, like I think hours? it was
1: more of that, too. I yeah. think it was more of just him, like, being insecure and just wondering, like, am I going to be in a position where I'm going to be over my head? Which he totally was yeah exactly <laughs> the, the other thing is that like uh when Feeney's like oh no he meant make out party and then like the class starts laughing a little bit and Sean burns Corey by like being like uh yeah who would invite you or something like that or like I, I don't I know don't he know. says yeah, something yeah, yeah. into it I do remember that moment. kind of just kind of throw to the class that Corey's kind of a nerd which I just thought I was like it's one of those brotherly things. Yeah, it's yeah.
0: A, you would totally rag on your friend. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's ragging I think on the it's friend. it's one of those things where it's like if anyone else would have. Um spoken up. Like, if Kenny would have just yeah. said something to Corey in that moment, uh, Sean would have been like, hey, you don't get to say anything about him. I get to say something yeah. about him. So, yeah, that, that's my whole uh, take from it. Yeah. But, the again, what happens is Corey kind of sets it up for us that this Melissa girl is one of the most popular girls in school. She's throwing this party, and what I thought was interesting is she has not said anything about the party. We don't hear her talking and hyping up the party. Corey is the one narrating this story. And Corey yeah. says whoever gets invited is the cool people. And that's, Corey makes the uh allotment that if getting one means something and not getting yeah. one means something else. And of course, us as the audience, you either choose to go along with Corey or you like and you, you know enough about television to know that this is gonna flip on him. Sure. But what I'm just saying is no one, not a single student, has made has labeled
1: this the cool party. Well, I will argue that the slow motion scene when she hands out the invitation... But again, that's from
0: his point of view. Yeah. That's
1: not... Again,
0: Sean doesn't look at it that way. Corey is the one Who's just like This is such a big moment Well Sean is just like Yeah go figure out Why I wasn't no. invited But no 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 And this is what I'm glad we're getting into this For a few things I want to I want to back up One That slow mo moment At first I was like So cheesy But then I thought about it And I was like No When you're that age This is one of those The big moments Heart pounding moments Where everything slows
1: down and- Cause at that age There's nothing more important Than the world Like, exactly. the, like we as adults Absolutely. Have so many responsibilities That we can't carry about anything that much, exactly. As a kid, and and Corey is just like his world is literally slowing down
0: with this uh, so much so that he closes his eyes because it's almost too painful. And then she hands him an invitation, and he immediately thinks, "Oh my God, we got it." But what I found very interesting about this scene is one: Corey, of course, assumes that Sean has wine, and he's. Like in his world and he thinks that yes we've made it we're on top because in his mind if he's going Sean's going and Sean's automatically the better of the two of them so yeah. you know it's kind of like this we've talked about codependency a, a little bit before on the show but I do like that they kind of hit on the fact that Corey doesn't really have a self worth his self worth I was gonna is say the self
1: esteem to of all the men in this episode because really when you think about it like like Alan has a ton of self esteem issues. Corey's having a ton of self esteem issues. Um, we're gonna get to Harley and Frankie Ooh, and yeah. Joey. That insecurity is next level. <laughs> um,
0: we kind of went over that, but we'll, we can skip that part. But we gotta go back. But yeah, wait, keep going.
1: Keep going. Um, but yeah, so I do think it becomes very evident that, like we learned throughout the episode, Corey legit thinks Sean is better than him. Exactly. And it's it's just one of those things where it's just like sad to see that because we all felt that way about some of our friends when yeah. we were in, in that age, yes. and it like. And it's so funny because I think Sean would assume the opposite about Corey because of his class fear. Yeah, yeah. So it's just interesting, like the perception of what cool is to different people. Yeah. So that's really
0: important. Uh, and then also, I, what I noted about the scene when she hands out the invitation is that Sean immediately they show Sean and Sean realizes he doesn't have one. But Sean does not make a big deal out of it, even though he clearly wants to go, and he does not want to. He doesn't even bring up that he didn't get one. Yeah. Because Corey's like, let us go look at our invitations and bask in the sunlight. That's the only time he brings it up. Corey has this
1: little funny moment where he's like, uh, class? We don't need no stinking class. We got an invite. <laughs> uh, but, and Ben really shines. That exactly.
0: Uh, but, but what I'm saying is uh, Sean understands how important this moment is is to Corey Corey. and he does not he doesn't want to take away from it
1: yeah
0: what are we gonna do you're gonna go to their party I'm not going to a party that you're not invited to
1: Oh, don't sweat it, Corey. Go grab a
0: burger and now And I, for me, I was like, whoa, that's such a big thing to show and show so subtly. Because they don't, yeah. they don't. he doesn't bring it up. He's not like, hey, Corey, I didn't get an invite. Or uh,
1: Which I imagine Corey would have been to show. Oh, yeah, exactly. What I'm saying is almost all of this comes from
0: Corey pushing. Corey's like, we got an invite. No, I didn't get an invite. Um, Corey's like, oh, well, there must be some mistake. Let it go. Yeah. Um, do you want me to talk to her? If you please, like, you know, yeah. it's like, Sean has some problems and some insecurities, but he he's not even insecure about his position as a cool person. He's just way more or sorry. He is insecure about his uh, position as a cool person, because uh, if he believes everything that Corey's been saying, this was the party to get invited to. Yeah. And he didn't get invited. But Sean doesn't go like Corey, and it's like why didn't i get invited what's going on sean's just like that's the way it goes you don't get invited to every party and he doesn't want to take away from Corey's moment and again it's just like oh god their relationship is so precious sure
1: (laughs) and i just think it's just one of those moments where you really see how much sean loves Corey. exactly and that's what and that's something i got throughout the entire episode even like not to jump to the end but like, Sean is really willing to ditch anyone for his for his friend at yeah. the moment's notice. Yeah. And I thought that was just really good. Um, we need to go back and okay, talk so about Okay, so, yeah.
0: We missed this part. There's this so, is part where it's kind of, for some reason... I guess like either either filler or like they didn't really have much for like the B story uh, with Alan in his back because we get these little snippets of Harley. What do you want to call their gang? We need a
1: name for their gang. Yeah, I don't know because um, they're kind of like like this weird like like beatnik Yeah, vibe. it's like, it's like a, again it's, it's they're like greasers but they're nice. guys if you're <laughs> listening and you have any ideas for what we should call their gang please let us please know. let us know because yeah.
0: I'm with you I think we should call this this little trio something yeah but um it's Anyway, we get a little – we get two snippets with them, but it's comedy
1: gold. It's comedy gold, but it just shows like everyone is rife with insecurity. From the moment that Corey walks out of class, Harley comes up to him and he's like, hey, baboon, I'm still pissed at you for sitting in my seat at lunch last Tuesday. And it's like – Bro you don't have anything Better to care about Not at all no, Even no, no. a little bit It'll be his seat Until he starts <laughs> To graduate senior year uh, <laughs> uh, Alright so
0: yeah. Wait 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 wait. But then we get to Frankie Everybody knows who Joey's Been Holly's chair And always gonna be Holly's chair Every year that he's a senior He's <laughs> there by Frankie
1: <laughs> What are you saying I like my sister <laughs> This is the second time That we've had An encounter between Joey and Frankie Where for no reason Frankie just spouts out the most wild and secure issues. And this time, Joey actually supports it by saying, oh, no, but I do think your family is quite close. <laughs> Which makes me revisit the whole, what are you saying that I'm gay? Well, again, I think what's what's really interesting about this, and
0: you and I will like continue to do this every time, because I feel like we are going to get a lot like this – ongoing story arc that like when it was broken into pieces no one noticed but i'm really starting to see things and what i'm saying about that is with frankie and joey frankie is clearly like this very sensitive individual who lets little pieces of himself out but frank uh, so joey's uh, very sensitive to Frankie's plight. He's never, like, he doesn't mock him, and he doesn't fear him. He's just almost always like, no, 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 I'm not, like, he's like, it's not a bad thing.
1: <laughs> can I, can yeah, I be a hundred uh, with you? Yeah, yeah. I think, jo- I think Joey's an amazing friend. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He cares <laughs> so much about Frankie and Harley. Like, I don't even think he's a bad person. I think he's just trying to be a, a good to his friends. Yeah. So, I don't even, like, think of him as a thug. Like, Harley is, is more the thug, but Frankie and Joey, they just don't have better role well, Harley Exactly.
0: Harley's the thug. Harley's the problem maker. Frankie's the muscle. But he's also just the muscle because he's that big in high
1: school. And that's all it is. It was just his plight. He doesn't even want to
0: do it. And Joey's just there for support. And I I love it because it's this thing you know, where, where, where
1: go? I was gonna say Joey and Frankie remind me of you know how you're in school and you learn how like um, some fish live off of other yes, yes, fish yes, but yes. they help eat the bacteria like they yeah. help each other symbiotic that's, relationship yes. yeah 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 Joey yeah. <laughs> and Frankie I, I agree
0: I think it's, it's really funny to like see them and I feel that we'll have to watch it but I think they even kind of make a joke like they're the Corey and Sean of, of the, the underworld, underworld. Yeah, yeah yeah of the underworld and I think that's what it is they really are they have this very supportive
1: friend hundred percent.
0: That uh, is is from a place of nothing but love, and I really, really like that. And again, it's a really funny joke where he's just like, "I'm just saying, your family's a little close." And
1: <laughs> yeah, I I really do think that both of these guys show that how important mental health is as well, like, <laughs> because like you have Frankie obviously dealing with some really like issues at home, and then you also have old ass Harley um, who. By the way, probably needs some of Mr. Matthews' vitamins because he's clearly <laughs> taking out some ED issues on these children. Very possible, yeah. He is way too old for this school. I just <laughs> want to throw that out there one more time. I feel like he he'll is be a full-grown adult.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on. Moving on. We we go to the cafeteria, and all right, so. I've kind of mentioned this before, but again, this will be my section called Turn On by Mr. Turner. Oh, yeah. Because this scene, I I promise you. So when I see Mr. Turner, usually I'm not always just like gaga over him because the dude's an actor and it's whatever. But there are moments where they give this man a
1: scene and I'm just like... What, I, what was I supposed to do with that? I wrote down, Mr. Turner's soda machine move was so damn sexy. <laughs> that It was. It was. I was like, fuck this guy's cool. Yes. Like, wh- all right, all right. It
0: was sexy as fuck. He, yeah. That soda can move, I have no idea how they shot it, what it was you about. You
1: know he pounds ass. Bro, oh, my God. Of that. Dude,
0: I could not. I just literally, I saw that, and I was like, I gotta write this
1: down <laughs> it was just like a, it was such a moment and you know what's so cool about him too is that he always makes time for these boys like yes. he makes he talks to them like hey i'm your friend what's up he never comes at them from a like even like i'm an adult you're a kid it's yeah. never that he, he and i think what's great about that is that you see Corey. Whenever he has an issue, he'll talk to Mr. Turner the same way he'll talk to Sean or Eric or anyone yeah. else. So, And I love that about Well, them.
0: actually, so it's he combines it. He combines it the same way that he used to talk to Mr. Feeney or Alan when he has a question. Yeah. Um, but in a casual manner like he would Sean or, or, sure. or, or, or Eric. And uh, I think that's really important because... Mr. Turner is brought in to get—it's kind of messed up that he's kind of there to be a father figure to Corey. Well, he ends up being one for Sean. I know, but
1: he's— But 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 he is taking storylines away from Alan. Exactly. Which— I'm fine with it. <laughs> yeah, go, I can't really say that I have a problem with it.
0: Cause <laughs> like, by the way,
1: did you realize Morgan wasn't in this episode? <laughs>
0: nope. Didn't nope. At all, and you were fine with it. <laughs> I, I also, I remain to note that it's like, I like how we're using the family. We use the family for just the right amounts, just for what we need. They get a little storyline and, and that's it. That's all we need. Yeah. This is a balance that works. So yeah. I, so it's, uh, but anyway, um, He comes and he gives Corey advice and it's really funny because they do that whole thing uh, kind of like what they did last episode where it was like if I had done to me what you had done to me you know? <laughs> yeah yeah where he's just kind of like this point where he's like well it seems like you already made up your mind so why are you even coming to me for advice well
1: what I will say is that I felt that Corey was really articulate with his emotions when he was talking to Mr. Turner because he was like you know what uh, Mr. Turner I got invited to this party and everyone's making it seem like I'm, I'm popular and cool and it makes me feel really good about myself and even though my buddy didn't get invited to this like I still really want to go because it makes me f- like feel like I'm I'm important which i don't know that as a 12 year old or 13 year old whatever he's supposed to be i would have ever been able to articulate my emotions like that as clearly to an adult about what i'm going through and i just thought was really mature of Corey.
0: yeah and i i, I think it's also written in a way and at a time it said at a time that is naturally Corey. you yeah. know like there are sometimes they'll write dialogue where you're like why why would you this was clearly written by someone sure but the level of self-awareness and why you're doing what you're doing but still wanting to do it is very much in line with yeah. cory um and it goes back to that whole thing where it's like Corey has a dilemma where everyone knows the decision Corey's is going to make but
1: cory yeah but you still need to see him walk through it question for you yes what's the rule your best friend gets invited to a party do you go Uh, It depends on (laughs) Because here's the thing It's definitely It's like
0: one of those things Where it's like If you both wanted to go uh, Then yeah You don't go You know that's the thing It's like If you both wanted to go And you could But your friend couldn't it's like Nah you dude We'll catch something else Yeah Uh, But if it's one of those things Where it's like You both wanted to go And you both wanted to smash And there's a good chance That one of you will smash Then your friend's gonna be like Boy if
1: you don't go (laughs) Yeah 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 You're a bad friend if you don't I think it's Age dependent because as an adult I don't think it's a big deal But well, as again,
0: like I mean depending on what it is There's certain things Like for example Say
1: say for example You guys are Siege if you get invited uh-huh. To a P. Diddy White boat party As jealous <laughs> See, as I'm gonna more, be I'm gonna be like bro, you're dumb if you yeah, don't yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But that's a, that's a completely different opportunity That's what I'm saying It's like a, what's attainable and what's not do you know what I mean? It's just yeah, like a okay. its like a P. Diddy party on a boat and you can't get in. It's just like, a, uh. but how many times it like, for example, let's just say, for example, yeah. all your friends are going to a club. Everyone's there. You're excited. You know, you're you go to the door and your friend
1: forgot their I.D. So they can't get in and you can't. Well, you know what? Okay, when you say it like that, that's true. Because I've, I've been hanging out with, like, uh, like, you know, I've been with large groups, even with my yeah. cousins where we'll go out clubbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, oh, so-and-so isn't 21 yet. Exactly. So it's like, all right, well, we're not going to leave them out. Again,
0: and that's, that's what this is. The stakes are kind of similar to that, where it's like a – it's not that Sean – Couldn't go, Sean. There was just something preventing Sean from going in. And this party wasn't like a once in a lifetime thing. This was just the party. And again, it was the party in Corey's head. Yeah. But it's just like, that's why for me, that whole thing of if you can't. If you can't go to a, a spot and have fun with your friends, then it's probably not worth going to, sure. especially if your friends are being excluded for
1: something that has nothing to do with them. And I think that's also the lesson that Corey needs to learn and does learn is that nothing is really fun if you're not with the people that make it fun. Exactly. Be- oh, we're going to get there. All right. So um, oh, I, one, one thing ahead. I did want to say is that I realized that um, Mr. Turner looks exactly like Frank Stallone, uh, <laughs> Sly-, Sly Stallone's brother. I, I honestly haven't If you google Frank Stallone Sylvester <laughs> Stallone's brother He looks exactly You know what Yeah, yeah Let's yeah, pull yeah. this up Oh you're
0: kinda right You're kinda Oh wow Yeah
1: that Look at that Yeah
0: yeah you're right I'll give him that I'll give him that yeah. yeah he kinda looks He does look exactly like him Um And who knows what they were going for
1: I honestly don't know I. You know what When I think back on like because I, I feel like Mr. Turner walked off the set of, like, Melrose Place. You, you said this before. Yeah, and, and I think that's just the look of the time. Like, that's, that's just how guys looked. just don't, like, he, anyway, he's amazing.
0: Um, but all I wanted to say was a little bit of advice that he gives Corey, which is that,
1: um, Oh, he has the female last just don't get carried away by what other people think. Of course not. Why not? Because <laughs> that wouldn't be cool. And he says it in the coolest way possible. (laughs) And it is true. It's like one of those things where you want so bad to be cool, but the more you care about being cool, the less cool you are. Exactly.
0: Um, So we also get the little bit of Corey. um, (laughs) I love this thing where it's like Corey is in the bathroom getting ready and he like puts on like like you know Eric's just making fun of him. I forgot like they have like this little back and forth, but he does that thing where he bathes in cologne, cologne. which is such a
1: seventh grader <laughs> thing to do. And, man, the I hated oh yo. Like the the, the locker room the spray. Axe body spray situation <laughs> in our middle school was out of control.
0: <laughs> the the smell of like teenage boy BO
1: and Axe body spray has made me hate Axe body well, spray. Well, it's always intertwined with sure. yeah. the BO. It's like I don't think these people understood, like, yeah, you can play basketball, that's fine, but like just spraying the axe won't cover well, up. See, the problem was axe never showed people
0: showering, then putting it on. Yeah. It only showed people spraying themselves. And so you had a generation of dudes who were like, oh, this is fine. This is doing everything. And yeah. you're like,
1: that's not how bacteria works at all. And for whatever, <laughs> I don't I felt like I don't when did the axe come out? Because it feels like it came out just as we were coming Like axe
0: came out for us for our age and it was like big from sixth grade to like 12th grade uh and so it was literally our generation and
1: i feel i don't know how girls touched a single guy during that era (laughs) because we're really sorry ladies we didn't know we didn't know bo and axe body spray is just to this day i hate it siege siege hand on the bible (laughs) what was your axe situation did I have it? Yeah. Of course I had it. Absolutely.
0: Cool it's like, like cool first or something like that. <laughs> did I have of course. But did uh, I did I move on at like at <laughs> age appropriate? Yeah. yeah. Well like i think probably before. I'm trying to think. So honestly I I think it was I, I'm pretty sure it was uh junior year when i played football and again just the smell of the locker rooms
1: and that combination made me be like never again (laughs) (laughs) and there was also that thing when you were that age where you didn't know the difference between good cologne and bad cologne where (laughs) i literally would just go to the cvs and grab like a two liter brute (laughs) (laughs) really brute? you should be ashamed I, i didn't I think I saw, like, I went to a bathroom and I saw a guy I had it and I was like, oh, that's what cologne is. Like, I just didn't you know.
0: know. Honestly, at 16, I take it back, it had to be uh, at 16 because... Uh, I worked at a, a bathroom valet and they had all the cologne, so I got yeah. the little bottle of Curve. Um, yeah, the I'll Curve. Be smelling good in that Uh-oh. Curve.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I remember that being such a cool thing Like whenever I went to like my older cousin's rooms and they had like, oh man, you got that Michael Jordan cologne? Damn. <laughs> 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 Michael Jordan cologne? Oh yeah, bro. Because that's what you want to smell like. Um, Um, You smell like a (laughs) winner. Oh, so we're back to Alan's dick issues. Yeah. (laughs) Well, no, so now he's on the couch and he's not moving. But this is where we learn he's only 40. Feeney comes in and he's just like, bro, you want to go work out? Like, do you want to do something? It's
0: all a setup from Amy. But what I do mind is Feeney, this is when Feeney's like, look, I get $50 if you sign up. I'm on a teacher's salary. Yeah. And you're like, again, they are hitting you with the... Feeny doesn't make that much money. No, yeah. <laughs> and I kind of like that they hit that every once in a while because teachers are... Sure, and sure. It.
1: And you know what? If I just... I think I would be able to look the other way if they just had a different house. Like it, to me just like even like Roseanne level house like would be more realistic to me. Um, you know, it's more of the exterior. It's the exterior shop because it wouldn't make sense for Feeney to have a house that's super nice either. I I don't know. Yeah, I mean but again, my whole thing is my all my theory is they got these houses back. When the housing market was sure, in favor, sure, sure. and they've just ridden it out. Can we talk <laughs> about how Corey walks in on Amy trying to get Alan yes! off the couch? And she's like, it's not even dark yet. <laughs> Another sex joke. Like, he he walks in and makes a joke about his parents fucking, and then it's just like, oh, by the way, I got invited to a party, guys.
0: Yeah, well, I do like uh, Amy's, like, she says something along the lines of, again, Amy being the good
1: parent. Yeah.
0: She's just like a who where's this party that I know nothing about I'm yeah. like yes you know what Amy parenting points
1: Amy gets all the parenting <laughs> points because on when, later on when Corey's on the way to his party um, she's like hey by the way tell Melissa's mom thank you for inviting me Again, to the party showing manners in the most passive like, and to me that's that's the most mom thing I've ever <laughs> seen on television by the way when you go over there tell so and so thank exactly. you exactly like that's
0: Again, Amy Amy parenting points are like through the roof I love it Yeah, um, and I do like how like, they even like say that Alan's gonna get up off the couch to go pick up Corey again it's it's a stupid B story yeah, but it is I a B
1: story yeah. and it does give us Alan and dick pills so well I'll it's lie. funny because uh, the other thing is that Amy jokes about she's like uh, Corey's like it's a boy girl party and he's she's like well excuse me Will Chamberlain and I yeah, was just yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. wow they're really <laughs> packing the <into> sex jokes <laughs>
0: Yeah. Again, what's funny about the Wilt Chamberlain joke is
1: no kid's going to really get what that joke no. is. But as you get older, you're like, okay. Okay. <laughs> the other thing that was really funny, because you talked about the, the cologne thing, but he also puts um, Eric's deodorant under his ball sack, yes. and he swallows mouthwash, which, by the way, all, the swallowing mouthwash thing, I could see the logic, and I was like, I saw that as a kid. For majority of high school, I swallowed mouthwash. I, I... I swear to God. <laughs> I would swallow because I was like, to me, that logic made 100% sense. If you burp, it'll come up minty fresh. That is- <laughs> Again,
0: it, it's stupid, but it makes good passive sense. To it a child, say, it yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. All
1: right, so then we actually get to the party. All of this was can just to lead up to I the Can I just party. say one thing? Corey's saying he has deodorant in his pants. Is he trying to get laid? Is he preparing for it to get laid? Why would that be a thing for him?
0: I don't know. That's a very good question because I thought, who do you think is going to be down exactly, there? Exactly. Like- you
1: need to make your, your, your balls smell good <laughs> by the way i'm just gonna throw this out there i've i felt this before as a kid do not make the same mistakes i did i was <laughs> curious about i was curious about hey <laughs> i want to make sure i smell good down there tell me you didn't i know i you put did. deodorant I you did right on no my boys do no my boys in the hood and can i tell you that shit burns so bad that i went to the bathroom i was like trying to get it out i was screaming and no one was home and i just had to deal with this and guys Yo,
0: the story of latchkey kids like they gotta be some amazing moments because you go through so many things by yourself yeah and you're just
1: like a I had to deal with this really important <laughs> moment and there was no, no one. No one told me. Uh, yeah, so there's better ways to take care of that and please don't make the mistakes I did. You know,
0: honestly, it's really funny because I'm just thinking about this. When you, at that age, especially, you don't know. Not only do you not know, um, but what I was going to say is there is no deodorant. I mean, like, there's powder now, which yeah. I think is what most people should use and it's like the same thing to do. But, um, that situation Just gets a scent That maybe Corey was just like It's starting to smell down there And something's gotta go Yeah and <laughs> because it is there's just if you've ever been around A teenage boy where it's like You can smell it
1: Yeah <laughs> it, it Specifically You, you smell it and uh, like, <laughs> So it does like As a kid you're like Yeah put deodorant on it Why not This is also a pit that stinks <laughs> <laughs> Yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god. So we get we go to the party. And again, Corey arrives and almost like immediately they show the dorks on the couch and Corey's just like, he's happy to be there. And he does this thing where he keeps introducing himself where he's just like, hi, I'm Corey Matthews. Like she didn't give him the invitation. And she doesn't
1: give him the time that she's still bitching it up. Hardcore. She
0: kind of even plays to her parents. You know,
1: she's like, oh, I'm so happy. Hi, Hi, Corey. So happy you came. Exactly. (laughs) And then completely throwing them shade to his face. Exactly. Melissa, why are you even having this party? Well, she said originally the party was she made the guest list, but her parents found the guest list and changed it. Yo. Let's talk about this for a second Go for They're it They're in their first semester of a new school Who the hell are these parents to know Who the good kids are And who the bad kids are Now granted I know Sean probably was on the news For blowing up <laughs> a mailbox I can get that But he should have been the only Like, I know It doesn't make sense for all of these kids To not have been invited well, all of them, no. But also, I feel that what they kind of hint at is that we've
0: known these kids for a while. For example, uh, Corey, Sean, Topanga, we know that they've all been yeah. in the same high school. So even though we've all, always only seen them in one class, it, there doesn't seem to be a lot of new kids. You, We haven't yeah, really... Yeah. I mean, with the exception of Desiree in the last two episodes, <laughs> we didn't really get like a new kid in school. Oh, and yeah. Wendy. But like that's just yeah. it. They're so new that everyone knows who... The they new are. person yeah. is. So I just I just assume that the parents are like, We've seen all of you. And again, they're just like that's what she says people who are PA
1: Parental, parental approved. Approved, yeah. It's the worst thing you can be, Corey. <laughs> and she, yeah. She my just, parents love you. Which they say that as is a negative thing. That will come back around and be a very big positive. I, I'm great with parents. I, I'm, yeah, you I'm know, actually really good with parents. Yeah, you know I'm about to meet my girlfriend's parents. <laughs> exactly. I'm super nervous about exactly. it. Exactly. Also, not really because I'm great with parents. I'm really good with yeah, parents. Yeah, and you <laughs> know what? I was PA and I think I'm better off for it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, same here. I I was always, I was PA, I was TA. I was just like always like that person who got along with adults.
1: Yeah. Uh, and it's, that charm has definitely gotten me around in life. So yeah, Corey realizes it's a, it's a geek party. He's like, oh no, I'm dangerous. I'm risky. And he goes into like kiss he, Melissa. You know, he grabs her. Like, grabs her, tilts her down. And you know what? Melissa's like... Okay. okay. Yeah, she's done Okay. <laughs> Give it to me. And then he's like, Yeah, this isn't me. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I knew it. And, and I was just like, like, damn, girl, you are harsh. Well,
0: not only that, but that was an intense feud. Because here's the thing. You... Especially when we talk about consent and all this other stuff When he grabs her uh, For a moment I'm like what is this You know she could have reacted in any way But she's like okay Corey what you Come got? and get this yo. Corey And that was when I was like yo this is, this is what being Young and naive is all about Yeah, Cause he's getting all the signs She's like Go for
1: it, and he's he's, and he immediately drops the ball. And it's one of those things where he's like, "You had it." (laughs) It was one of those things where he's like, "I got there, and then I just didn't know what to do next." (laughs) Exactly. This is this is what the whole is. This a makeout party,
0: the whole cool thing, dude. You would have been cemented. Like, had you like you go there, you grab Melissa, you make out with Melissa. She's like, "Wow, oh my god!" Corey took initiative immediately. Skyrocket in popularity. Yeah. And what does Corey do? Corey's like
1: ah then over my head. <laughs> and I think this just goes to show that, like you need to understand what's in your comfort level and i think that's one of those things that as a kid we all have to kind of learn that like not everything is for us yes and that's such a hard thing to learn like like we all have different timelines that's another thing that like comparing yourself i know girls did that a lot with like who got boobs first and things like just comparing yourself it's i I think we still do that social media we still compare ourselves very very good
0: point so we get this moment where Corey has a chance and he realizes that you know it's a geek party, and he feels bad, uh, and that's when Melissa says the whole thing about like Sean. Sean was like the first person removed from the list, which
1: <laughs> I I can see that.
0: Yeah, again, there's the, especially with Sean being the way. Again, last episode when Sean was like my girl, yeah. <laughs> I was just like. A <laughs> but also, like, is it because Sean lives in the trailer? See, I think I didn't mention it, but I think that
1: that's why Sean thinks. He didn't get it. I think so too. And I, I to him like the reason why he thinks like because later on he's like, "What, Corey? You think you're too cool to talk to me?" Yeah. Like I, you, you see this sensitivity throughout the series yeah. of Sean feeling so insecure a about. Few episodes his we thing. got the mention of the trailer park again. Yeah, and it just continues to play a part as we go deeper into Sean's character. Like there was that mention I forget which episode it was in where uh, Corey's like, "Isn't your uncle sleeping?" Like yeah, that yeah, now? yeah, She's yeah. Like, you yeah, know okay, he man. won the was <laughs> Stop talking to us for six (laughs) dollars exactly exactly. so yeah it's just one of those things where uh, you know this is something that sean is insecure about even though we're not seeing it outright we're seeing the the subtle hints of it
0: yeah no and and that's what i'm saying my first thought was that sean thinks that it's him sean actually does think oh i'm not good enough corey again has his perfect life has the house has all this other stuff has the family and i'm going to be left behind because i don't have it I don't have those things.
1: And typically, what we what we would have seen from Sean is this whole thing of him being insecure about losing Corey, losing his family. But instead, we again just continue to see him be so supportive of Corey, even though he's continuously being a jackass to Sean. Exactly. And I, I, I think it's it's one of those things
0: where Corey, we forgive Corey because Corey's oblivious. You know what I mean? He's learning. He doesn't know what he doesn't know. He really doesn't... He doesn't see it. And the thing about Corey is once he does see it, he completely behaves differently. You know what I'm saying? He, he, He tries to do better. Sure. But... It's again. That's when he knows. Once he, if Corey doesn't see it, Corey like almost will rub it in someone's face yeah. constantly. So like, can you believe how much good luck I've gotten? And that person's sure. just sitting there.
1: But there's <laughs> always an aha moment for Corey with these. And I think the aha moment comes when you know Corey and Sean are talking at Chubby's. Which uh, by the way, uh, uh, oh. all right. So we're we're leaving one area. We're
0: moving because at the party before we leave the party, all I wanted to say is we're at the party and... Um, the other girl Whose name I mentioned earlier Miss Wilder or something like that Yeah Miss Wilder Wilder comes in And she's just like Hey there's a cool party happening at Chubby's You should get out of this yeah. room to Melissa Melissa straight up bounces She's just like She leaves her own party Once the chips are done Y'all get out <laughs> This girl leaves her own damn party That is a whole other level She doesn't
1: even ask them to leave You don't care enough to actually ask them to leave your house And also like you I don't I mean... I had a few parties at the house when I was growing up, like birthday parties, things like that. Your your parents are so like, hey, you're cleaning up afterwards, right? Like, well, no, again, I think
0: the whole point is she just doesn't care about them. She doesn't care so
1: much that, she, again, she doesn't yeah, care. Exactly. not like, hey guys, party's over. She's just like, you know what? She doesn't care to tell anyone. She's not telling her parents that they're strangers unattended downstairs. But what is cool is that, like, she jets, and then Corey goes over and tells the other so-called geeks, like, hey, um, this is a geek party. This is a geek party. And they left. I, I love this part because this is when the... This is the alternative friends moment. Yes.
0: I don't think any girls are coming. Oh, well, we don't mind. We're all friends. Yeah, we like hanging out together. We're very comfortable with what we are.
1: <laughs> parties come and parties go. But you always have your friends.
0: That is why Ubaldo is so cool. They're, they really don't care. They're like, this is a geek party. They're like, oh, you know, you win some, you lose some. And they really, like, they don't... Sure. They don't even think twice about it because they're with the people yeah. that matter to them.
1: And this is the same message we're getting throughout the episode that the cool thing to do is be cool to your friends. Exactly. And even, like, I think, Alan and says Alan that. Alan says that before you leave. He's like, the cool thing is to remember who your true friends are. Exactly. And that just continues to... Re- and message. finally, Corey eventually <laughs> gets it.
0: Well, no, Corey doesn't because what happens is Corey gets to chubbies and when Corey can
1: we pause yeah this is our first time at chubbies is this our first time at Chubbies? This is our very first time oh at Chubbies. Oh my god! When I'm I, so when I happy. saw I was like, I actually went through and I was like, I was looking through the other episodes, like scan through them. I was like, do we see Chubbies? Do we see Chubbies? No, this is the first time. This is our first time. And <laughs> at it's Chubbies. interesting because we see it through like, oh, this is Jonathan's first time coming here. And so it's almost like that we have a new character kind of exploring this new area, and everyone's just like, oh yeah, it's Chubby's, like, huh? Yeah, yeah. Sean goes up to Corey, hey, I got the Chubby fries. Yeah. Chubby's yeah. Yeah. is such a
0: staple in Boy Meets World yeah. that I honestly didn't even blink twice that this is our first time here. Yeah. Because it's such a staple that I was like, oh, we've been here. Yeah. I'm so happy that you noticed dude, that this because
1: it, it, it's one of those sets too that are just so familiar and just so home. Um, everyone in the world is at this place. It's super popular. I imagine like I, I don't know where they would be in Philadelphia, but I mean, in the next episode we do mention that they are in the suburbs, yeah. And so I imagine that this is just one of those mom and pop places down the street where the kids can walk to, yeah. Um, because everyone in the school is there. Everyone's there It's really close Uh, It's kid friendly It's It's, one of the places That all the central characters Can walk to
0: I do want a Chubby Burger I'm not gonna lie I would love a Chubby Burger What's (laughs) funny is that
1: There actually is A a Philly cheesesteak place In Philadelphia Called Chubby's Not related to the show at all But there is a place (laughs) Called Chubby's Uh, Alright We gotta go there At some point in time we have to do an episode there <laughs> Oh my god I would, You think I wouldn't? I would love to um,
0: But anyway th- So I like that you mentioned that uh, First of all Before we get into the rest of the this, this is our second time With Harley and the gang and, again, we get – what I liked about this is there's this uh, – another setup with Frankie and Joey where Frankie's like Frank, – No,
1: Harley gets the high score on the pinball machine and uh, heart of uh, uh, – Joey points out. He's like, oh, man, uh, no one's going to beat that, right? And then Frankie says – What are you what saying? What are you saying? Sometimes at night I like to write poetry. <laughs> this is where I paused. Yeah. Because – bro <laughs> we learned that frankie does like to write poetry so, so from everything else does this, this mean that. that he has insensual thoughts about his sister is he gay all of these things are now possibilities <laughs> because the this one thing is a
0: hundred percent true and what we should look at is how many of the other things actually come to pass
1: and that way we can do like a race well i will say i don't think frankie ends up having a sister he has a sister the way sean had a sister because <laughs> we never no no What i'm just saying
0: is like, not necessarily that, but to put weight on the sister and the gay thing, we have to look at what else... Uh, Frankie says in the future and how likely those are well, because this, that moment where he's like uh, but th- wait, wait wait all I want to say is this is, goes back to Joey being so supportive yeah. because Joey goes right into it he's like no I'm not saying that but like I'm interested are they I soliloquies for- are <laughs> yeah. sonnets <Are> <laughs> let's talk about it <laughs> I think I'm really proud of you bro and I just like again I love it so much It was that was a great moment for me guys Okay,
1: please let us know do you think he ha- he has a crush on his sister <laughs> it- is he gay guys you don't have the answer sway <laughs> so moving on moving on we go
0: to uh as we said Corey goes to Chubby's because that's where this party is uh, and when he gets there Mr. Turner's there he's there for the very first time yeah uh, again he they he kind of mentions that he came in to just kind of check it out but like there uh, like a whole crowd came in mob all of a sudden yeah. it's a mob scene um, and then he does two things one he's like oh you remember that party I made the wrong decision so I like that a, Corey owns up to it. He's like, learns. I made the wrong decision. And then immediately after, Mr. Turner's like, yeah, I knew you would. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I knew you
1: don't listen to me in class. I knew you wouldn't listen to me in life. <laughs> I love that line. And that I was loved a great it. line. Like, Mr. Turner was like, I'm going to let him make this mistake. Like, yeah.
0: Well, well, what he did was he was about to leave once yeah. he saw. He's like, Sean's here. And he's like. Sean's in the center of the group Corey didn't feel like he was good enough to go up to his best friend Because Corey's extremely insecure And to Corey Because he Again he made a big deal about the party And he said that it was a cool party All of that was Corey So when you take that Corey gets to where the actual cool party is And he removes himself Because again Corey's doing all of this manipulation No one has told Corey You're not cool Or you're not good enough Uh, but
1: But, what I do love is that's when he goes I'm a geek! Yeah. And, like, the whole place gets quiet. He's like, oh, like, you didn't know. By the way, the cool party is just all the attractive kids sitting around the booth talking. Which is the cool party. I mean, like, I mean, it has everything you need.
0: Atmosphere, music, food, food, hot people. To this day, get
1: any of those four things, and you're at a cool party. That's 100%. <laughs> uh, what I love is that Sean sees Corey, and he's just like, bro, I'm so happy to see you. Come over here. Dude, I got cheese fries, man. Let's chill. And he I love that he doesn't even think about like the party or just make that any weird thing. He's just happy to see his He's happy to see Corey.
0: Yeah. And and like, mind you Corey ditched him earlier tonight. He's happy to see Corey even though Corey ditched him earlier. Yeah. And so Corey's like, Well, I don't want to interrupt with you and your friends. He's like, well, What friends? Because again, Sean's just like, These are Sean probably came, got fries, people surrounded him, and Sean was just like, Yeah, people just started right, talking. Cool. He didn't even realize <laughs> yeah. how many people were around. He did, yeah. and he's like, oh, They'll make room. Again, Sean is making room for Corey. And Corey did not do the same at first for Sean. No, um, because if we're being honest, he was competing with Sean. Yeah, and he thought he had a one up, but now that he saw that he was actually a step behind,
1: he just can't. He can't even accept that. Yeah, to Corey, it's all or nothing. And what I do love is that to me, we really see that Sean sees Corey not really as a friend but it's family yeah and that's that distinction of just like i don't care about these other people at all bro we're you know we're we're like this isn't even a friendship thing this is so much more than that that like you can go to that party and i don't care exactly it's the iconic moment it's such Where an iconic it's moment.
0: iconic and it's just a great synopsis of their relationship because he's like so you think i'm cool you
1: think i'm cool of course not <laughs> then what am i you're Corey. i'm sean just like it's always been what else do you need to know and i feel like we saw a small version of this in the previous season like where there was like that you're cory i'm sean we're friends that's always how it's going to be and we'll continue to kind of see that throughout the show because whenever there's that Corey and sean having like a riff in their friendship episode there's that moment where they're like hey we're being dumb let's remember like you're you, you, like we're each other's people so I just love how it always comes back to that and that they have this just like eternal friendship that can't break no matter what's coming along well it's
0: not just that I think it's a good lesson of that I'm not really sure that Corey gets but they still the show says it which is like don't try to be because Sean's like um. Either Sean's like, "What do you want from me?" or Corey says something along the lines like, "I want you to teach me how to be cool," and Sean's just like. Don't try to be me. Don't yeah. try do your lane. Your lane is what makes you you and what makes you awesome and is what makes me want to be around you. And if I want to be around you, again, that's where he's like, "Do I hang around with geeks?" Yeah. You know, it's just like a I don't hang around with people who are losers. And I'm with you, so you're not a loser. And again, I'm not sure if Corey really gets that this episode, sure. but it is something that the show says and I think it's another lesson that as adults, we Need to remember more of It's just like Your friend could be Doing better than you But if your friend's Your friend That doesn't matter Like why are you Making it a competition
1: Yeah And at the same time If you're doing better Than your other friend Don't forget where you came from and that again that's kind of that social media thing where like you see your friends traveling you see your friends doing all these things getting promotions and all these stuff and you just feel like you're left behind and you feel like you're less than you feel like you have to compare yourself you feel like people are judging you when no one's thinking about any of that i live in la i know these feelings on a regular (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's just so symbolic i think to what we experience in that in that realm um question for you yes was there ever a moment where you totally douched out on the friend to do something that you would thought was cool? And oh, absolutely. Do you <laughs> have any examples?
0: Uh, I can't, I can't think of any example right now, but I just like, I know for a fact that I've gone to parties that like a friend shouldn't have gone to or yeah. couldn't have gone to, or I've done things I've hooked up with people, yeah. you know, that you just should not have. And, you know, I'm not saying that like I'm a perfect person. I understand that that was wrong. And most of the time I either immediately regretted it or like I grew to understand where I fell short. Sure. Uh, and I just tried to do better.
1: I, You know, for me, when I really think back at it, um, the way I did this was when other people weren't around. I would talk shit about them. I was really bad and not really like serious like it would be jokes but it would be my way of just like slowly like quite like low-key undermining them affecting the way other people thought of that person because to me I thought that person was like super cool or I thought that person had something that I didn't have. I have an exact example about this in high school but I'm not going to say it.
0: (laughs) I will tell you and it deals with you and Reed but I'm not going to say anything on air because we're not doing that, <laughs> but at the exact same time, either way, yeah, I um, I understand that, I, my whole thing, like, just with that, I don't try to, I learned early on that when you do that, when you, like, try to undermine a friend or bad talk someone it just looks bad on you oh yeah especially if people don't bite into it Yeah, you know like I mean even if they do they still they still think that about you but if they don't bite into it it's even worse sure. and so because of that I've honestly like to this day I don't say anything about you that I won't say to your face now don't get me wrong there are plenty of times where I was like I
1: never thought I would have to say this to your <laughs> yeah, face yeah, yeah. but now that you've called me on it yeah let's have this conversation Sure. <laughs> but yeah it would be that thing where I wouldn't initiate it but as soon as I heard someone. Say, like, talk shit about one person, I would just drop in that joke. Uh huh. And, and you're right. It's like when you get a laugh, you're just like, all right, I, you know mission accomplished yeah. but when you don't and you're just or have you ever been around like uh, a group of friends and like someone just keeps bringing up someone else who's not even yes. there and it's just like dude d- this let person go. is obsessed <laughs> yeah, like they exactly. keep bringing this person <laughs> exactly. up over and over again I was like a
0: Mean Girls where it's yeah. like she's like I could hear people get tired of me bringing it up but I couldn't stop, stop. and that's the it's thing word like you word become vomit.
1: like you get enjoyment from like talking shit about someone else you become addicted to that negativity exactly and it just becomes
0: so evident my best friend when we moved here uh, one of the really big challenges that we had was when we first moved to LA he had a job and he was traveling and he was like he had money because he had a job yeah and this other stuff and I was stuck in the house unemployed and you know just like not doing anything and it created this rift between us yeah. because there was like a this jealousy of me being like a, oh you have everything, things are going well for you, I'm struggling and kind of undermining his accomplishments and his happiness Yeah, uh, because I wasn't getting anything and because I didn't feel uh, secure enough and we actually had one of these moments where he was like dude I love you and he's like I'm here for you, you're the one who's pushing me away, I don't have anything to do About this I'm not competing with you I've never tried to compete with you That's all coming from you and I had to Own up to that and be like you're right You've never once been like a Oh, uh, this is me against you. No,
1: that was all from my. Um, end. Most of the time, whenever I have like shit like that with my friends, where there's that comparison, there's that competition. It's always for me projecting my own insecurities on other people. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so I, <laughs> we got into deep.
0: <laughs> this is, yeah. I mean, I think this is a, this is a great episode for that very reason. Yeah. It brings up very realistic, very contemporary things. Hundred percent. All right, so let's do this
1: little bumper where Alan. Uh, Where Amy basically buys <laughs> some very conservative lingerie, whispers in Alan's ear, hey, we can do anal. <laughs> uh, dude, I have happened? They do anal. <laughs> <She> yeah, like, <laughs> that's what she says. She's like, we can do anal. And then he immediately hops off the knowing that he has that vitamin, that vitamin dick in him, that he would jump off the couch for it. And I that's exactly what he not, does.
0: I literally, to my mind, I was like, what could she buy? They do anal. Yeah. <laughs> they do. Well, first of all, they do anal because there's no other else. And he goes, we can do it twice. So yeah, he's trying uh, to get saying. in that brown.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what? I'm happy for them. They have a very loving man. And
1: he grabs the dick pills on his way up, <laughs> as if to say, like, oh yeah, we're gonna go all night, dude. I got sixty pills in this thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they get some. I mean, again, I'm. I
0: have a lot to say about their marriage and their dynamic, but they definitely love each other, and, and Alan s- smashes.
1: Yeah, yeah, Boom, boom. <laughs> boom, boom. <Yeah. laughs> boom, boom. Okay, uh, so, bro moment. Did you have one? I think the bro moment would be how much of a bitch... <laughs> this girl was to literally everyone and everyone just allowed it because of how attractive she was. <laughs> to me, that drove me off the damn wall. Corey, why do you think this girl is so cool? Like, she is not cool to anyone in <laughs> the episode. Not even her friends. Like, she even says to, like, a, a girl who's, like, kind of her friend in the beginning, she's like, uh, yeah, you hope you get an invitation. Yeah. I'm just like, wow, like, this girl needs to go away. <laughs> well, I mean, we don't see much of her No, no, no. But, no, no.
0: um... My, honestly, my bra moment, the moment that like holds up and um, it, it kind of tied into the Feeny lesson for me, which is this whole idea, as you said, with the social media thing of know who your friends are, yeah. even when you make it big. That was one of those things where I was like, not only is this the lesson of the episode, but it does a really good job at being... Just timeless. It's it's a one yeah. where it's like a you look at it now and with followers and projects and all this other stuff, uh, getting older, fame, family, social all this influence. Stuff. It's just like yeah, yeah, it 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 means something, but. The only way that you're really cool is when you don't forget the people.
1: Yeah. And that's what I have written as like my feeny lesson was what uh, Turner said to Corey about, you know, it's don't get carried away with what other people think because that wouldn't be cool. Exactly. Okay. So, uh, grades. What are you giving this one? Yo, son, I'm giving this episode an A. Oh, you're going to give it an A? I'm giving this episode an A. I think that this was solid writing. I thought the episode moved along. I was never like, I, you know what? But B plus. <laughs> See, I was gonna give it a B plus, and you made me know that. But, no, I because of Alan. Alan's the
0: reason why this episode got the B+. Alan, plus. Alan. Here's the thing. Alan and also the Harley gang stuff. It doesn't really have like a, a, a place. It's great. I think it's good, but it's just unnecessary. Yeah, and uh, it's one of those things where it's like, if this was a Netflix show, it that stuff sh- could have been cut and we could have just gotten like a 20 minute episode yeah uh, instead of like that filler part
1: but uh i do i do like this but what i will say the thing that really connects those b and c stories to Corey is the insecurity in male insecurity i agree prolific and causing damage left and right to everyone in these people's lives when will men step up siege (laughs) (laughs) we're still trying to figure that out
0: all right so, are you are you giving it a B plus? Or B plus, a no, yeah, I read it. B plus. Two B pluses. All right. Uh, so that is the episode. Hey-o. Thank uh, God, this was a good one. I really liked it. I loved this episode. I really, I really liked yeah. it. I really liked this episode. I like where we go with this. Um, all right. So homework. Do you have any homework?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, I have uh, an album that I found that I'm really enjoying. And it is currently by an artist by the name of Priscilla Renee. And it's called Colored. And, um... It's so interesting because she's a, a black woman artist, but she does like kind of country and she's from Florida, mm. which I really liked. And mm. like, I hear the Florida influence of like these kind of like, you know, because we grew up in Florida and we had a lot of country influence and yeah. you hear that in her music a lot. Um, and I just never heard like a black woman's take on country before. And I just thought it was so interesting. Not the whole album is that like, there's so many varieties of genres that she plays around with, but specifically, like, this was something i thought that was super interesting so yeah. um just the, it's, it's one of those things where um even as black people we often feel like black is one thing and i love it when black people come and be like no black yeah. can be anything."
0: yeah yeah i mean like my brother he's puerto rican not black but he literally messaged me the other day from the brett eldridge concert yeah and like me and him were like singing along and like oh my god i love this song and, yeah, yeah there, it's a it's a thing where it's like a A lot of people don't expect me to know as much country as I do and to like as much country. I remember Reba McIntyre before I remember (laughs) Cher. Like, I'm just saying, like, if I'm being very honest, I knew more about Reba. And I think I've said this before. One of my first
1: karaoke songs was Achy Breaky Heart. Um, Achy Breaky Heart was a (laughs) sensation, bro. 94 nonstop.
0: But I'm just (laughs) saying that, like... Country's very much a part of me, and it's both unexpected and like just not around very often. Like I love going line dancing and all this other stuff. That's so. such a nostalgic part of ours. It is, it is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. love it. It's, it's cool. crazy. All right. Uh, so that's good. Definitely
1: check it out. Uh, yeah. You said it was, the album was? Colored by Priscilla Renee.
0: Okay. Uh, and my homework this week will be, we mentioned it earlier, check out uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor. Can't wait to see it. The Mr. Rogers document. Documentary. I don't know why I like Do- documentary, yeah. uh, but anyway, check it out. It is all the fields, and again, it really ties back into this episode's theme of being yourself yeah. uh, and all that means uh, emotionally physically just appreciating who you are at this moment. Yeah. Uh, and definitely check it out. You will not be disappointed. Uh, and you will cry. <laughs> I'm preparing for <laughs> You it. will cry. Okay, so that is our episode. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening uh, to Brown Meets World. Remember, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube. Make sure to leave us ratings. I've read a few of the ratings. that make me happy. Uh, we've gotten a few. Keep doing that. We can
1: always use more.
0: Yep. And, uh, you know, next... I will read from the mailbag because we've gotten some, Yay, yeah.
1: uh, some. Also, guys, please remember to send us your suggestions for the gang, uh, yeah, Harley's we gang. gang. We name. really need some gang names. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> we need gang names. Yeah. Uh, and uh, remember to follow us on all the things at World uh, and emails at BroMeetsWorld at gmail.com. You can find me
1: on Twitter at extra siege. That's X-T-R-A-C-E-E-J. Uh, where are you at? you can find me on instagram at a brave for me um you can also just like you know Hit me up. <laughs> <How>? <laughs> just just like just just like call me. Like, okay, just call me. Find yeah. my number. Stop yeah. me. <laughs> Please. Guys, do an internet search of me. Really dive deep. <laughs> You're gonna find some things that are gonna be shocking, and I'm 100 percent okay with You're it. You're gonna get a swim fan, and A, I will love it because swim fan of the movie is underrated. And then B yes. <laughs> guys, my Zanga and MySpace are still active. Go out there, find I those gems. My
0: Zanga uh, removed.
1: Did they remove
0: it. No, no, no. They removed it from me because, like, I found, um, like, an old one of those quizzes, which I found out is just so people can get all your information. Uh, 100%. <laughs> and I was like, yo, take that down. And These they are like, all passwords. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. And they were like, take that down. And I was like, uh, uh, I don't remember that password. They are like, well, we can remove all of it. And I was like, all right, yeah, I'll do that. And then, like, immediately, I was like, wait, can you, like, just reset it or something and she was like I already deleted it bro I was like dude that quick <laughs> she was like yeah it's gone <laughs> so luckily enough I had printed out I kid you not I have printed out each and every one of my
1: Zynga posts I did it like 10 years ago I have a word doc that's <laughs> all of my Zynga posts <laughs> with the photos and everything I <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you guys so much again. Uh TC, you wanna get us out? Yeah, if you guys could do us one big favor. Remember to dream, remember to try, and guys, you guys remember to do good. Do good. Do good do good. <laughs> That's what Mr. Rogers. Was. <laughs> yes! He did so much good. Later bruh! Later, bruh?